rules out there. Are you ready? Well, you better buckle up because it's time for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of your sister's bedroom. It's your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Without further ado, it's the Ring Scoops Podcast with your host, Wade Needham. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com. The webmaster Wade Needham here with you each and every time. And we have a special guest again this week here on the Ring Scoops podcast. My guest at this time is one of my favorite professional wrestlers here in the SoCal scene. He has won multiple championships across a plethora of promotions that he has worked. And every single one of them has been earned through hard work and pushing himself to the limits he's not just incredible but he's also king of hell track in idolfornia ladies and gentlemen anthony idol anthony how you doing man what's going on wade how are you dude i am doing pretty good uh it's, it's been about five six years since you and i have chatted like in-depth good chat so how, how the hell are you man what's been going on these last few years I'm all right, man. Hanging tough. Uh, you know, finally got through the pandemic. I think uh, that 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 kind of lingered. Uh, I think there's uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, I think there's a big separation between the dudes who kept rolling through, uh, whether they were in protected environments like I was in a couple uh, or uh we're just getting it in wherever they could fit it in. I think a lot of people got ahead of the game during that period. And a lot of people fell back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, I think uh, I, I had to, I, I had, I feel like I, I kind of fell back a little bit during that period. Um, just not being as busy, obviously uh, not getting that work. Um, and I think you kind of lose momentum. Uh, I got kind of bummed out during that time uh so that, that took me a while to get back in the swing of things yeah it's understandable that's how i'm doing man we're right into it yeah yeah no that's understandable though about the pandemic you know a lot of people because they're you know no promotions were working during the time and you know it is it's interesting to to see because it was uncharted territory i guess for our generation we've never gone through anything like this it's been what about 100 years since something this major has happened and, uh, you know, social media was a, is a big change. A lot of people were still being able to connect through that, but I mean, you can't cut promos for two years and keep people interested, right? You got to have an in-ring product. Yeah. That, that really stunk. I did a few of the, uh, no fans tapings for, uh, championship pressing from Hollywood. Um, and then, uh, a pay-per-view for United wrestling again with no fans. So all that stuff was really, uh, odd uh so i definitely <laughs> prefer having fans there uh but like you said it took a while for everybody to get back in the swing of things what what is like the differences from being in the ring uh with you know fans around ringside versus fans not around ringside did when when you were working those was there canned heat that was involved or did you guys just go out there with no ambient sounds around you at all 
no, no, no ambient sound, no nothing. Wow. How was how was that versus working with fans around ringside? It's, I mean, I can get lost in a match the same way, so it's not difficult to to find that intensity or that gear. Like when I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling. Um, but uh, you know, somebody that really vibes off the crowd, uh, no matter which way I'm working, um, that part was missing for me. There's sort of a a savant vibe that I need. I need people to respond to and kind of feel. Uh, so I, I work much better that way. I, I would say I did not work well in the uh, in the zero fans environment. I thought I had a, a pretty good match with Chris Dickinson um, during one of those things and a pretty good match with Levi Shapiro during one of those things. But I would say by and large, like that's that really was not the best environment. Yeah. That um... fans, I mean. It, it, on the level of like WWE when they were doing like the Thunderdome and that kind of stuff, like you could really tell the difference between guys that they had just brought in, had no wrestling experience and just came up through the performance center versus guys like you that came up through the scene and worked, you know, different sized crowds, whether it could be like a crowd of 10 or a crowd of 300 or a thousand. And I think th- that's one of the things that's missing in today's wrestling is a lot of people coming up through the ranks instead of, you know, being outside forces being brought into like performance center and whatnot. What, what, what's your opinion about that? I get what you're saying, but like, why, why would performance center people know different? You know what I'm saying? They're, they're specifically learning a, a television products style of wrestling. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they know they're going to get close-ups. They know that their facials uh, could be subtle, you know, because of those close-ups. Uh, they don't have to work to the to the back row. It's just not the same environment, you know. So I get I get what you're saying. Like uh, some of that's missing, but there's not a lot of big uh, pantomime style work anymore. I don't know because I haven't been to a WWE house show in a long time. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, I've, I've been to a couple television tapings. I know I took my nephew to two SmackDown tapings, um, but. Uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And by the time those people hit the indies, by matter of circumstance or if they've had their run or stuff, they, you know, they gener- they'll generally figure it out, I think. Uh, I, I'm not really one to comment on who's getting it and who's not getting it. But I would say, you know, they, they're learning TV wrestling and TV wrestling college. So, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to get that in that feel. I don't know, though. They do the Florida loop. Um, so the yeah. Florida loop is, is, you know, that's a pretty raw environment. So they're probably picking up stuff there and, and they're around, I think they're still around some pretty veteran Florida people, right? Is, is Steve Kern still involved a little bit or Brian Blair? Uh, I, I don't think Brian Blair as much, um, Steve Kern. That's an interesting question. Uh, I haven't heard his name in quite, quite a bit of time, but, um, Florida, Florida is still Florida. Yeah. So that, like, you know what? I because I never see any footage from the Florida Loop. That might be interesting. I'd be interested in seeing that. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they are getting that really cool feel. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we're I'm I'm stuck in the SoCal bubble. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to try to blow smoke up anyone's ass and say that I keep in touch with everything across the country. I'm definitely in the SoCal bubble. Um. But yeah. No, you're right about that. Uh. You know, it's 
it, you know, there's another factor that goes into it as well. When you consider like, you know, people that come up through the Indies versus people that come up through the performance center. And it's kind of like a comparison of like um, American Idol musicians. They pay their dues. They are on the road and that kind of stuff. Then American Idol came up on the scene. People could just audition and boom, superstardom overnight on television. Is there any kind of similarities or differences that you see that with that with wrestling? Well, wait, let's talk about American Idol. What superstars have they made? Carrie Underwood, for one. She was American Idol? Okay, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. She's, all right, she's definitely a bonafide star. We'll go with Carrie Underwood. What? Yeah, Kelly Clarkson? Not really a musician anymore, is she? She's kind of like a personality and a host and everything. Don't get me wrong. Like, I will, no. I will sing if you give me that job tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't feel like American Idol makes stars. Okay. Fair I, enough. Like, I remember Kelly and Justin and Justin, I think, you know, I'm not trying to put him down or anything. Like I'm sure he's still in the entertainment. Yeah. Uh, probably earning a better living than me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Kurt Cobain would not have been a hit on American Idol. No, not at all. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's just that, that je ne sais quoi that you can't force or manufacture. I think there's a reason that uh, things like Danhausen work. Yeah. Like, look at that. Like, it's, it's, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's new and different. Some, it's something somebody's not doing. Now, would that be something that uh, was chose or chosen for the performance center? Probably not. But uh, like, uh, he's shown it's worked for the people. Oh, absolutely. So, it's, I, it's I, a, I, I, always, I think the, the vibe is always going to matter more than the American Idol thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we've seen a number of fantastic looking people come through WWE. There's no shortage of fantastic looking people. Uh, you know, I, I always go back to Nathan Jones. Like what? Yeah. That guy was a freak of nature. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, or like Sylvester Turquay. Like those, those they were crazy freaks of nature to me. Um, but you know, yeah, as, as awesome as they looked and and were, like that just it wasn't their it wasn't their thing or like it didn't work for people or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that one. And it's funny you bring up Sylvester Turkai. I remember a long time ago when he first like broke on the scene on on TV with DCW with Elijah Burke and whatnot. My buddy uh, Mac and I, we had a debate out of the two who was going to be the superstar. He went with Burke. I went with Sylvester Turkai just because of his look. And, of course, we all found out what happened there. Burke, I mean, not as big as a superstar as he should have been, but definitely made it a lot further along. I, I know they couldn't have called him the Predator when he got to WWE, but they could have let him be the Predator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's go back to talking a little bit about the pandemic. How has the pandemic changed on how like you work or approach shows? Like, because it's almost like it's split timeline. There's a before pandemic, there's an after pandemic, and it's a whole different world than it was three, four years ago. I mean, probably, probably not much different. No, no. Other than that, we're more out. There's a lot more outdoor shows than indoor shows. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. I don't. I don't personally work any different, no. How about like um like the small stuff, like the 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 infamous handshake, you know, 
is there a lot more of that now a lot less i'm gonna be real i don't really enjoy the handshake thing uh i get it uh i'm not trying to be some like i don't know different cat like uh fist bumps and not it's not that i don't like people i'm like but like more to your point like do we all have to touch each other so so much <laughs> yeah saying i'm gonna get my 20 minute sweaty man hug in soon enough like it's not i'm not afraid of touching people that's not it but do we all have to touch each other so much <laughs> like how <laughs> we're getting sick people yeah and <laughs> you know and it's so reflexive like i know i know i've been like <laughs> hey how we doing yeah <laughs> the worst the worst so uh I've, a lot more fist bumps a lot more uh elbows you know like the old oakland a's uh you know i'm still down for a hug if we're down like that uh but you know yeah i and, and if someone seeks me out like you know after the fact like oh hey i didn't i didn't find you uh, you know, uh, I, I want to make sure I shook your hand. I was like, oh, that's good. Cause we had heat. Uh, we had heat until you came over right now, this second, I was going to hold it against you. Absolutely. <laughs> made note of it. Like I really, I really break balls about it. Like, uh, I love everybody. I like everybody a lot, but do we all have to touch each other? So, so much <laughs> with what you just said there. I just, I can imagine like somebody being backstage, like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, you know, oh yeah, we shook each other's hands. You crossed their name off the list. You know, I'm glad I met that guy. <laughs> like I, I genuinely like most everybody, and like uh, I don't need to touch everybody so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I, I get it. The handshake, it's definitely, it's a sign of respect, I guess. You know, but we're in a different generation than you know, 20, 30 years ago. I don't think anybody's going to get hurt if you don't shake hands, as long as you acknowledge somebody, say hello, and. Be respectful yeah. in that. Yeah. What's up? Hi and bye. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I, I did, I, I'll say this. Uh, I make a point to say what I got to say. Uh, you want to ask how I work different? I don't work different in the ring. I I, I say what I got to say to people. I let them know how I feel. I let them know if I got an idea. Uh, yeah. I, th I think people know that I, that, I, that I care about them. How about that? All righty. And as far as like working with fans, because you never know, some people say still show up to shows, sick, coughing, all that oh, stuff. Definitely. I definitely, I definitely got my second case of COVID at a wrestling show. <laughs> oh, wow. How did that go? Uh, well, I mean, woke up the next day and felt like crud, took a test and yeah, you know, I had it. Wow. Yeah, you know. Like you said, like it's it's still around, and like hopefully people would stay home if they're not feeling well. I feel like, I feel like people are taking more responsibility in that way because like, why did we live in a culture and you know when you're in an office or in a cubicle or whatever setting where be like, oh I got your cold, ha ha ha, like that's not fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think by and large, you know, people are like, you know, let's not do that if we're not feeling a hundred percent, but. Uh, you know, uh, basically when I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, uh, in most other settings where I'm around a lot of people, I'm masked up and doing my part to protect myself. Uh, but when I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, you know, I understand that people don't kind of want to get close or shake hands or high five or, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I said, I'm not trying to thump my chest and be like, I'm super brave, but I, I understand that, that risk. Yeah, no, that's understandable. You know, I mean, you can never be too safe. 
you know, um, got to watch yourself. Got to watch your. It's just like working in the ring, right? I mean, not only are you protecting yourself, you got to protect those around you as well, you know. And hopefully, people have the wherewithal to know, you know, still kind of protect yourselves and not just throw caution to the wind and just run out there while you're you're sick and get in the ring with people and <laughs> spread it all over the place. Yeah, I've definitely, I mean, definitely, I mean, people are people in the shows for for COVID. I don't think anybody's working with. Them. Yeah, and all we right, are this has been really heavy so far do you have like a a fun three question five question thing you do there no it's just you know play off i got like one question and then we just kind of run with it there um but all right well let's go back a few years back now here uh you had suffered a torn pictorial muscle i took you out of the ring two of them okay can you describe like what happened and what was your process of like rehab and recovery for it and whatnot uh, let's see. I was in uh, El Centro for a match I wasn't even booked for. I was replacing Ryan Kidd, so we'll blame him for it. <laughs> uh, I uh, slammed uh, Judas. I gave him a tour of the islands, and when I slammed him, my peck popped. But uh, it it doesn't hurt like you might think it hurts. Uh, so I knew something was up, uh, but it's just kind of like, I, it's difficult to, like, it definitely hurt, but it wasn't, uh, altogether that limiting, you know, I, I, you know, I kept on with the match, uh, finished it, you know, I got all the colors and stuff like that, but, uh, my mindset at the time was such that like I was indestructible. So I was like, you know, whatever, something I might've torn something, but not that. And I think, uh, I kept working out. Uh, I think two weeks later I was at a championship wrestling from Hollywood taping. I clotheslined Scorpio sky and tore my other pack. Oh, wow. And like, uh, I rolled out or tagged out. And, uh, Watts came across the ring and attacked me, and I was like, "I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt." And uh, I can't really even really remember. I think I did everything I was supposed to do in that match, but I knew I was fucked. Uh, so I like, I eventually got home that day. Randomly googled John Cena torn pack, and uh, saw a picture of him in the training room with the hole in his chest right where I had the hole in my chest and I was like shit wow uh so yeah they won't let you get both surgeries at once uh so I got one done and then the other um good times how much time was there between the the two surgeries a month wow and how long were you out of the ring think I think nine months maybe ten I did a few things where I wasn't advertised and I just showed up just kind of knocked the rust off mm. uh, let's see so I tore it in like July of uh, 2017 New Year's 18, and then I came back. So yeah, September, September 2018 or 
2018. Okay. September 2018. Wow. It's a long time out. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, I, oh, I can imagine. Was it was that the longest period of time that you spent outside of the ring? Uh yeah, dude. I've never been hurt. Like I've been hurt, but not where I, I don't I don't miss time. <laughs> wow. So since then too, that's also been like your only time out. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't miss bookings. Wow. I dig the commitment, man. I really do. Not a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people they'll, they'll like they'll pull the quarterback thing, you know, they'll pull out of a booking for a, a hangnail sometimes. <laughs> no, like and I and I stand by like the your your mindset has to be indestructible. You gotta be like I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm pretty fucking durable. I'm pretty durable. Uh like those two things suck. I wrestled Brody King with with the torn with the torn with the one torn pack. Wow. That and he's he's pretty vicious in the ring. I wasn't gonna miss it though. You get you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I knew where he was going and I didn't know if we were gonna cross paths again. And yeah. it, it was it's important to me that I or at least, you know, it, it's important to me that I worked the preeminent big man of my time. And I think I've done a good job of, of doing that. That was, that was important to me. So, like I said, uh, I wrestled, I wrestled Brody King once when I was healthy at, at championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, but I, I really wanted a, a, the other match with them. And uh, like I said, before I tore the other pack, I was, I was still focused on being indestructible. So I showed up and I was like, ah, something's up and I tore a little something. So, you know, you know, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah um can you describe like what was the process going like when you were rehabbing that and coming back from the injury like did you change uh obviously you had to change certain things right like heavy lifting at certain points or did you also change like your diet like what was the whole process well, i was really scared of getting uh fat because i was very inactive like i couldn't drive so my time wasn't my own uh you know getting shuttled around by my dad or my clients when I was still, I was training people. Uh, yeah, that really sucked. So uh, I remember, I, I can actually remember my entire diet during that time. I got really, really small. Uh, yeah. Like I could, re I could repeat my diet verbatim <laughs> for you. It was, but I was very purposeful about not getting fat. Cause like, uh, it's real easy for me to gain weight. Yeah, definitely a lot easier putting it on than it is taking it off. I know that I know that from experience quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people like you know they're like, "Oh, can't gain weight." I'm like, "Dude, I wish, I wish that was the problem. I wish I was ectomorphic, but no, I dude, too easy. I can I can will weight onto myself almost with no food. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> same here, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, you know how that works out. Um kind of shifting gears here a little bit um you know for a long time wwe was like the only big game in town since 2019 aew came on the scene they've got national television they're giving a lot more pro wrestlers from around the globe an opportunity and whatnot um as far as you and, and your plan and everything in your career is aew on the plan how about impact wwe new japan like what's what's the future hold for anthony idol uh, you know, I, I, I'd like a shot at some of those things. Uh, I'm not a big list guy. Uh, I have a couple things that I'd like to do. Um, so I'm kind of focused on those things right now. Uh, but, but like, 
I don't like I would love to be on AEW television like so many of my friends and, and peers have uh, been on. But uh, I don't know that that's the best environment for me. Uh, just just the way I work, I, ca I can't see that. I don't know, though. Uh, my buddies, the Outrunners, have been really doing well there. Uh, so maybe. Uh, but like uh, Mexico, I'd like to explore Mexico. Uh, I'd like to stick my toe in the NWA. I definitely wouldn't mind any in, any exposure and impact, but I, I don't. That's just not something I really visualize. Uh, I try not to worry about too many things that I can't control. Kind of just feel like uh, I can control me and I can make myself more attractive and more valuable to those those places. Uh, and then I, I think those opportunities will arrive. I'd like to travel a little bit more this year, but you know, life gets in the way a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, going back real quick, I forgot to ask you this when we were talking about your injury with the pictorial uh, muscles. Um, last year, we all know Cody Rhodes suffered his torn pack and whatnot. With your experience going through having torn two pecs what are your thoughts and your opinions about how cody rhodes approached going into the ring at hell in a cell with his injury with the torn pack yes i, I get it like i said dude like I, I don't i don't miss bookings i wrestled with the torn pack yeah it's just again like it's not only is it uh i'm indestructible but like you know, uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I dropped the, uh, I wrestled, you know, I lost the SoCal pro title with the torn back, you know, because I was the, the champion. And so, I, you know, I could have gone in there and been like, sorry, I'm hurt, but it's more like my mindset again, it was still was then and is still what would Harley race do. And, you know, if you can walk, you can wrestle. So I can walk. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I get, I get it. I get it. You know, uh, fortunately for Cody Rhodes, uh, he's making a lot more money. So <laughs> he's got that going for him. Uh, but you know, luckily we're just, you know, we're about the same toughness. So I, I got that going for me. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's, I, when, you know, going back and talking about your experience and whatnot, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on that because you, you've been through that. Not a lot of people can actually say that they have, but you actually have gone through the same thing that, that Cody did go First through. First of all, yeah, well, those those other people without the torn packs, those are the lucky people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But no, uh, but, I I give you both props, man, for going through, you know, going through a match, knowing that you could do more harm, but you still went through it. You you were careful with yourself, you still performed, you uh were a man of your word about doing the booking and performing for the crowd. I, I commend you on that, man. I really do. Uh, I dig it. Like, like I was saying, man, it's just, it's just a mindset. You know, I don't miss bookings. Like, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt the way. I don't know, like a really bad knee injury, I think would be much more physically limiting than the torn pack. Like, what the heck, man? Honky Tonk Man tore his pack uh, when he was in his feud with uh, Jimmy Snuka. 
and never got it fixed. Wow. I didn't know that. Never got it fixed. So Honky is still wrestling with the torn pack. Jeez. How many decades has that been? Like almost four, right? Yeah. So I wrestled Honky. Honky has I wrestled Honky many times. Then you know, a torn pack all those times. And in fact, I talked to Honky when I tore my pack. I was like, oh Honky, I tore my pack. <laughs> Wow, that's another experience. Like, how many people get to say they could do something like that, right? Like, and I, I assume you you grew up watching wrestling as a kid, right? Yes, like that was uh, again back to honky. Like, I uh, there, my my dad was moving recently, and he fished out one of my uh, pictures that I'd drawn on his yellow legal pad of the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> pressing the honky thump man. Nice. <laughs> So, all right. So, growing up watching wrestling, uh, you know, you I'm, you had your favorites and whatnot. You could wrestle like Honky Tonk Man. I'm assuming you also wrestled other legends as well. What what was it like to know as a kid you watch somebody on television and then many years later you're sharing that ring with them? What's what's that feeling like? Uh, it was just another match until he said thank you. Wow, and. Then I was like, whoa, like the dude I drew pictures of said, thank you. That's so that cool. That's cool. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a similar thing like that a few years back, uh, well, more than a few years. Uh, with, with Jesse Hernandez had hired myself and a buddy of mine to drive Ted DiBiase around for a couple of days when he was out here. And here we are driving him from show to show. He's in the back seat. And I keep thinking to myself as a kid, I used to watch this guy in VHS tapes, you know, would go and rent the Royal Rumble and whatnot and see him. And now here he is two feet away from us and we're being able to pick his brain and just get to know him as a human being. And it's just a special feeling. And I, I never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought I'd be able to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the pro wrestling world is is unique. A lot of experiences have it, it's a small world, uh, and, but you know the dreams really can come true in this industry, especially if you keep your head down and your ears to the ground and be respectful and patiently wait for opportunities. And wrestle with your torn pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wrestle with your torn pack. <laughs> That's incredible. No pun intended. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, one of the things to make it in pro wrestling too, you know, one needs to be more than just in ring skills. They need to have a you know, marketable persona. Speaking skills is very important. Uh, have to have a creative knack for marketing and promotion as well for you. In my opinion, man, you check all the boxes on that. Um, can you walk us through like your process of how you market yourself in this crazy industry? Uh, I don't, I don't know that I, I could, I could probably do better at all that online stuff. Uh, I, you know, I think a lot of people produce better quality video. Like, I mean, I just got my ratty old phone. Uh, oh, but I mean like your merch is like top notch merch. Like that looks like stuff I'd see on WWE I care. Yeah. Uh, and it shows. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, man. I just, I, I everybody, everything starts with care. You got to care. Uh, and I think I think it works just because always been a gimmick, didn't know it. And, and when I started doing it, I just realized I I had been living it the whole time. Yeah, 
All right. Uh, well, I, I, how about like with um, your speaking skills, promo skills, you know, ability to use the microphone and whatnot? Like, how did that come about? Because you cut a killer promo. <laughs> Always been a gimmick. Didn't know it. Like, that, like I don't get why other people can't cut a promo. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, just, just tell them how you feel and put it through the pro wrestling filter. Tell them yeah. what happened to you, but put it through the pro wrestling filter. Tell them your story, but th- put it through the pro wrestling filter. Uh, well, I mean, but- it, it's it's more than just that kind of stuff, too. Like, you got to time management is important as well. A lot of people need to learn that. That doesn't come natural. You mean hitting your 30 seconds and your one minutes? Yeah, because, like, you could tell somebody you got, you know, 30 seconds and they'll cut a two minute promo. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awful. <laughs> um, i've seen it many times <laughs> dude like I, I think if i thought about it too much i'd freeze up yeah yeah so like it's not that i you know i cut promos in the car if, if that's what you're asking and i i'll sometimes i'll cut promos when i'm walking the dog um but most of the time it's on the spot yeah so when someone says give me 30 30 seconds like, i'd rather do it car crash fast and sit around and think about it for 10 minutes. Don't get me wrong. Like there's times when I'm like, give me a minute with me. But most of the time I want to, I want to just go just verbal diarrhea. No idea what's coming out of my mouth next. Just go. Yeah. Feel you on that. Um, you know, not a lot of people could do that. Um, some people can, some people can't. I remember when I was watching the, uh, um, rise and fall, the WCW, dvds and they talked about you know guys on the roster that would have scripted promos some would shoot from the hip jeff jarrett preferred scripted promos other people like scott steiner of course he never had a scripted promo in his life um that i'm aware of and that's you can a, definitely tell that's a fan but that's a fantastic point yeah right there like you, we already know the answer like who does anybody do an impression of the jeff jarrett promos no. Other than J E double F J A, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. was memorable. That was, that was dope. That was cool. Like I love Jeff Jarrett. Like he's really grown on me. I have the best of Jeff Jarrett DVD because I didn't know the beginning of the story. So I'm not trying to diss Jeff Jarrett. I love Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh RIP Jerry Jarrett. Yeah, yes. Yes. Recently Jerry Jarrett unfortunately passed away. Yeah. But promos do not have to make sense. They have to be felt. And I th- if you want to talk about something that's lost is having someone just in front of that camera, even if it is gobbledygook, because like you could not, you couldn't script the Jimmy Snuka promo, you know? And I know a lot of people aren't going to go back and look at a Jimmy Snuka promo. I get that, but yeah, there has to be that, and I refer to it as like a stand-up comedy thing that that Genesee Qua, like I dude, I don't know what it is, man, but I just like that guy. Whoever like when someone comes through that screen in a genuine way, Dusty Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a, a litany of reasons why that shouldn't work for people. But I love that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it just works. Yeah. Uh, so I you know what I'm saying? Like when, when, you know, like, like characters on the Sopranos, like the one dude with all the malapropisms, uh, was a little Carmine, 
mm-hmm. down in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be something slightly imperfect with somebody, I think, for you to like them or at least find them slightly genuine. Not that you can't be an eloquent speaker and be just as popular, but like, uh, when with that lack of script on the indies, there's a chance for it to happen because you get to see people and you get to react to them. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I just like that dude. You know, Dan House again, if we want to uh, call back, you know, people just like that. They just like it. And he was able to take risks and do that. Joey Janela did those really cool videos to get super popular. You know what I'm saying? People just liked them. Um, so, you know, if it works, it works. And uh, people, people should probably try more. People should. Uh, and by one, by try more, I don't mean, I just mean, uh, explore take a shot you know especially with the quality of video some of these people are producing like it shouldn't be generic shit man look at those um the briscoes promos they're those those are so (laughs) like you can't write that for people like they're them yeah Uh, and i think that's what is always going to get over with people they are going to always enjoy someone who is them you know and not to be cliche but that personality turned up to 11 yeah another person i could think of i think that has qualities like that is enzo uh yeah like like uh i I think he really i mean dude that guy was super popular before the whatever happened yeah Uh, not to be flipping or whatever but you know he, he definitely had a lot of a lot of charisma that was working for a lot of people and it was different like like how you doing? Like just being, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was, uh, that's usually where the best stuff happens is when people are dicking around on the car trips or busting each other's balls in the locker room and teasing each other. And then, but what if, but what if, but what if, and then ha ha ha. And then, oh, wait, wait, hold on. We got something. We got something. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm betting that's how that originated. And then, like, I think the the closer you stay to stuff, like that, like people, people want to be brought in to, to the friend group. Like I'm saying, like they want to have their special code words with you, their special handshake with you, whether that's, you know, verbal or actually physical. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's kind of like in the, uh, like in the, the radio industry is, is somewhat similar as well with the DJs and whatnot, because like, best way to captivate people listening is to make things a little bit localized because they feel included. Like if you're talking about, Oh yeah, you know, there's a, something going on over in Redlands right off of the, you know, the, uh, the I 10 or something like that. And somebody is around that area. They're like, Oh, I know that location. And they feel special because of that. And that's another way to kind of connect. And that's big part of, especially baby pay, baby face promos in certain towns. They praise, you know, the, the local sports teams or whatnot or the heels trashing them you know and it's just it goes hand in hand with everything absolutely absolutely. um let's get to know anthony idol the man behind the character a little bit here like what kind of songs what kind of music would be like in your ultimate spotify playlist it's super eclectic man it's really eclectic i don't want to be lame but like i really do like everything it's really just as the mood strikes me uh i 
Like if I was going to give you like a really strong definitive opinion, I don't care much for the new, new country. Uh, uh, that old drinking country that, that the outlaw movement I learned is what it's called. I uh, really enjoy some of that stuff, but you know, a lot of rap, a lot of metal when I'm lifting. Uh, yeah, different stuff when I'm lifting, but mostly metal. Sometimes some electronic stuff so I can get lost. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, or if I'm cooking, then, you know, that it's like, you know, whatever, whatever matches the dish, you know? Yeah. I'll put, yeah, I'll put on some atmospheric music. I like that stuff. So yeah, I'm all over the joint, man. I'm all over the joint. Um, I know like a while back you and I, we kind of geeked out about like some of the old movies from the eighties and whatnot. Um, do you have any special genre that you like as far as movies, TV music, uh, like different period pieces, eighties, seventies, nineties, whatever. Uh, less and less 80s movies now uh let's see i'm generally a lot of times i'm i'm usually seeking out either comedies i like suspense thrillers now a little bit more than i like horror um that's generally where i'm at um what's that new brian cranston thing justified i'm working my way through that right now uh, I watched the menu recently on Netflix. I re- I liked that. That was pretty good. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm starting to fall off on the Marvel stuff. It's just you just feel inundated with the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, not that, most of it I enjoyed. I'm not I'm not a big critic. A lot of stuff, if I want to like it, I just like it. You know, what I'm saying like uh, or, you know, what I'm saying like a lot of people are. I, I feel hypercritical. Like what do you? You know, this is not a YouTube show. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> give you a thumbs up. Like you could, you could just not be into it and, and not be so opinionated. I don't know. Um, so yeah, generally comedy. I'm looking comedy first when I'm doing the search thing. Uh, then suspense usually after that. Uh, the horror probably gonna go off more of a suggestion. Like I really dug Barbarian because a lot of, I saw a lot of people liking that. So I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. And that was really good, different. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, right right about in there. Not, not a big drama guy. Uh, How about like yeah. Westerns? Do you like Westerns? Yes. Uh, all, all the Clint Eastwood Westerns, bunch of spaghetti Westerns. Uh, working my way through some spaghetti Westerns and, and uh, OG Django. Uh, the new Django, I like that one too. Hateful Eight, I like that one. I like Westerns. Yeah, did you uh, ever watch the Deadwood series on HBO? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And the movie. And the movie, yeah. yeah. You know, not a lot of people like the movie, but I, I personally liked it. Tied up a lot of loose ends. Sure, but it also, you know, seeing some of your favorite characters get it kind of sucked, you know. So I, I would I would bet that's where the negative feelings stem from. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's... Better that they uh, they got that done at the time period they did instead of having to wait over thirty years like they did with Top Gun. <laughs> true, true, true. true. Did you watch Top Gun Maverick? Uh, no, I didn't see Maverick. Oh wow, okay. Was it because like I'm you just never? Not a big action guy. Uh, really? Yeah. In defense of action movies, the few that I have seen recently were way better than I thought. Like, uh, yeah. 
Okay. But yeah, generally not not I find I find them really predictable and not like I've never seen Fast and the Furious anything. Wow, now that's that's surprising. Yeah, not yeah. one. Because I I would have I would have struck you as a an action guy just by looking at you, but that's wow that's interesting. Yeah. Well, how about all right? So comedies you said is like your number one go to. Like, what what are some of your favorite like classic comedies? Uh, classic. Hmm. Or like, what kind of comedy like is like your favorite? Do you like uh like raunchy comedy, slapstick comedy, dry comedy, like? What you go to? Well, it's weird now to go back and watch raunchy comedies like Revenge of the Nerds. Like I don't know, like felony. <laughs> it's like all all felony offenses. You're like, this is this is not cool. I don't I don't like this anymore. This is not, uh, you know, fifth, you know, sixth grade seeing boobs or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. There's a lot of laws being broken. <laughs> right. Those are those aren't as fun. Uh, vacation. I love vacation. Um. Christmas vacation, uh, all the vacations. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I feel like you put me on the spot. With you. Uh, <laughs> I like, I liked a lot of the Kevin Smith movies. Um, it's probably a little bit closer to my sense of humor. Um, what about like the Police Academy series, dude? <laughs> yes, my big sister took me to. Uh, I think. I think Police Academy too. Yeah, yeah. Those those were. Uh, I, but I, I love Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those were fun. Uh, Try to think what it's like. You know, I I think Adam Sandler gets a bad rap. I think a lot of his movies are really cute. Uh, I, I like Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just watched Gilmore that recently too. Madison, those are good. Um, Let's go to prison. It's probably my my favorite sleeper comedy. When someone asked me to put on a movie that like they haven't seen, I yeah. know they haven't seen. Go to prison. I think that movie is hilarious. Uh, yeah, the menu was pretty funny. That's that's a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, you should probably see it before I spoil it. Okay, I, I know it's it's on HBO Max. Maybe I'll watch it tonight after the interview. <laughs> I yeah, I have too many concussions, man. I can't, I can't remember. I'll I'll think of like ten movies tonight, and I'll want to I want to re re edit this and 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 drop all my favorite movies so I sound cool. Uh, well, you know, we can always do another interview down the road too. I have another podcast. I haven't done an episode for that in a while, but it's called Cinema Flare, where we talk about nothing but movies. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I would definitely would love to have you on that podcast as well. Yeah, we've been I, you know I went through a big uh, gangster movies. During pandemic, yeah, and Godzilla movies. Godzilla, okay. Yeah, I love Godzilla. Love Godzilla. Rubber suit Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, all the God- give me the Godzilla. Yeah, uh, I'll say this uh, because they're big movies. I probably shouldn't have been so snobbish, and I should have gotten dubs instead of subs because they're not as fun in the background when they're not subbed or dubbed yeah i'm like it's intense like there's a lot of dialogue (laughs) (laughs) so like there's a lot going on like you have to read and pay attention but i love i love godzilla like i love that uh it's established 
Like, can you imagine if every movie they were like, yeah, I saw giant footprints, but I monsters get out of here. Like second movie, they're like Godzilla team is ready. They have a, um, I saw one where Godzilla had like gone into a volcano and was getting around uh, swimming underneath the earth and rivers of lava and then popping up other places and people like they're flying in this helicopter like how did that happen and the scientist just goes some things even science can't explain <laughs> yeah. that's, that's perfect man I love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Godzilla movies are definitely classic I, I'm glad they're still making them after all these years too um, yeah okay yeah Godzilla versus Kong is that an action movie loved that movie that is the best monster movie ever I don't care who, who wants to argue again hypercritical people bitching about it online of course I, of course I wanted King Kong to win but I get it Godzilla's the king of monsters man sorry spoiler alert yeah. uh <laughs> but dude, I love that movie. Love that movie. Love the soundtrack. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it's monster movies. As a kid, did you ever watch Monster Squad? Uh, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. So you've... I had, and, yeah, and I meant to sat down to sit down and watch it this year during Halloween time, but I didn't. Oh, Big okay. Universal Monsters guy. There we go. Yeah. Big Universal Monsters. Like I love I love those movies too. All the OG Universal Monster movies. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, The Wizard? You ever watch The Wizard with Fred Savage? Dude, I saw that in the theaters. I had the power glove. Oh, you had the power glove? Wow. Okay. Well, it's a great segue into my next question here about are you into video games? What are some of your favorites? Red Dead Redemption 2 is absolutely my favorite. You know, that gets a bad rap, especially the online portion of it. Online does suck. I don't play the online. It's still uh, fun when I, you got a bunch of friends together, though, right? I do. I don't. I, I've never. Like, I think I played like 15 seconds of Red Dead Redemption One online, and I'm good on that. I was. I, I was. I played the Undead thing. That was cool, but that wasn't online. I just downloaded that. I don't. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't. Online, no. I don't. Because I, like, I don't play first-person shooters because I suck at them. Yeah, same here. Uh. Madden sucks now, so I don't play Madden anymore. Like Madden <laughs> was probably the last game where I played anybody online. Which one? Madden. That was probably the last game where I played people online. What year? Oh shit. Uh probably the 25th anniversary one that my dog chewed up. Oh wow. That's it. Madden sucks now, dude. I haven't really played online on Madden since probably like 2009. It's that's been that long. Yeah. Like it's just that game is not good anymore. Yeah, needs a, a a retool for sure. A retool, give me the fucking PlayStation Two version. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Franchise was better, dude. They don't do the Tony Bruno show. Yeah, right. That's gone. That's that doesn't exist anymore. Now that the console is a fucking supercomputer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took a lot of stuff away from that. Like, uh, you know, one of my favorite things was create was create a team. You can't even create your own custom teams anymore. I'm just saying, I tweeted it today. Franchise mode was better on PS2. The, yeah. The, dude, they used to have the old stadiums in Madden. Yeah. Now that's not even a downloadable thing. They used to have, you know, classic rosters and all that. That shit was fun. Did you ever play all pro football 2K? No. I, in fact, 
uh, now that you mention it, like I've really been looking at getting some kind of uh, either, like I don't know about Steam Deck because I'm probably not that computer literate. I'll look more into it, but I've seen that people mod 2K5. Oh, okay. To still play that style game because they love that game. Yeah. I'd be down to try that. Okay. Yeah, I remember like the 2K all pro football games were pretty cool because it was nothing but the legends because they didn't have the rights, you know, to like oh, the yeah, okay. modern. Yeah, yeah, that was that, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And then like they had the really cool over the top stadiums, like like a pirate ship in the background and stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like John Elway and Barry Sanders are on the cover and shit. Yeah, yeah. And you can play as like Joe Montana and yeah, good stuff right there. I love those games too. How about the boxing games? You ever get into like Fight Night? Dude, Fight Night was awesome. I don't know why they stopped making that. Uh, right. <laughs> I felt like it kept developing. I love the the one stick was the dude's you know body movement, and the other one was punches. Yeah, that, that game was dope. That game was dope. Good selection of uh, of classic boxers too. That that game was always fun. Even if dude, even if you had no idea what was going on, the game was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that game was like red hot when it was out. Because it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember a buddy of mine and I, we we created like a, a whole roster full of, you know, fantasy fighters. And we would go online every night and record like three or four different fights between our guys. And I'd put them together and edit them like an actual boxing show, put them up on YouTube. And they were a big hit. But of course, you know, as time goes on, no new game. We kind of got tired of doing it. But that was fun doing that. Um, I still have my, my N64. I have, uh, I got a copy of, uh, virtual pro wrestling from third. Yeah. Virtual pro wrestling two from Japan. Wow. All patched with English. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I like, I dig those games. And I, so I think I would like to get not, not necessarily a gaming PC, but a, a computer that can handle uh, that type of stuff because dude I see so many of those awesome uh, No Mercy mods and stuff that are complete like WCW Feel the Bang and, and WWF Legends those look fun those, yeah. those look exploring. I, w- I would check those out so yeah I, I still like games I don't, I don't feel like the games are really for me like I still have I still have the what's it Grand Theft Auto 6 is the last one or 5 yeah 5 dude I bought it I, I think I played it for like 5 minutes Wow. It was like, it's, well, it's very overwhelming after you've been riding a, a freaking horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red Dead. Right, dude. I'm used to like just animal noises. And it's just like, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved uh, San Andreas and Vice City. Those were dope games. Uh, so I could probably get into it. I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out tonight. Uh, but like, it was major uh, overstimulation after, after being so into Red Dead for so long. Yeah. How about like uh, like the like the big thing today? Like back then, you know, first person shooters are still hot now. Not as hot as they were like five six years ago, but they got like the battle royal games, like a Fortnite and you know Call of Duty and those kind of things. Um, do you play stuff like Fortnite or how about like Minecraft? Are you are you into that? Nope, no, no Minecraft, no Fortnite. I, like I don't, I don't get it. Like I think. Fortnite looks a little more fun to me because of that third person view. So I could see my dude and probably be a little more spatially aware where I am, but I've never, I've never tried Fortnite. Uh, okay. Minecraft just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what's going on there. Just building a bunch of stuff. It's virtual Legos in a way. 
and little monsters come to get you sometimes. Yeah, you can turn that off too. <laughs> get it. Like I understand, like the, I get it. Like uh, when people post little pictures of their cool Minecraft stuff they built, you know, like I'll, I'll look at it. Yeah, uh, but no, that's not that's not my deal. All righty, fair enough. Different strokes for different folks, as they say, right? <laughs> um, do you have uh, any interest in playing a game of name association? Fireway. All right. Got a decent list of names here for you. Let's start off with Jeff Dino. Uh, Jeff Dino, uh, yeah, give me a shot, man. Like I, I had been training for a while. I'd been out of the game for a while. Uh, and then Jeff Dino gave me a shot. So I, I always appreciate that. Um, Tommy Wilson. Uh, Tommy Wilson was there very close to the beginning. I had left uh, Mexico where I, I began training and met Tommy Wilson at UPW. Uh, I think the only thing I knew about him at the time was that he was from San Diego. Um, but he was always cool to me. And uh, so it was nice to run back into him when I started back up. Uh, Tom Howard. Uh, wow, cool. I, uh, Tom obviously was trainer at UPW for a while, at least in between, um, Japan trips. Uh, I wish I had, uh, gotten to know him better when I was, uh, with him at UPW, but he's a really great dude. Uh, I bumped into him at a Hollywood taping and it was so nice to see him, uh, again after, after so many years. And it was really, uh, it was really cool, man. Cause like, uh, uh, you know, you work really hard. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, I know when I'm in class and I'm training kids, like you, you want your kids to succeed, man. Sometimes the minute they walk in the door, you, you want good things for these people. So, uh, it felt good, man. It felt nice to see Tom. That's good. That's good. Uh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> you were really bringing some names out, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i uh was trading forearms with samoa joe at the old orange county boxing uh early on at upw before obviously joe took off for bigger and better things and i never saw him again um but i do remember the one time i body slammed him in class and he said you picked me up just like a child and that, was, <laughs> that was a big uh, pat on the back because samoa joe was already you know off and running like he was the thing uh at that time in southern california so that that was cool like it's it's really neat who you rub up against when you've been doing this uh or at least uh off and on as long as i have been doing it yeah yeah uh the ballard brothers uh again those guys were there at upw uh always loved the the slap shot thing but uh just great dudes uh, great minds for the business. Uh, didn't know how it was going to go when I, when I wrestled, uh, shit. <laughs> Shannon or Shane? Uh, I'm going to have to go look on YouTube. I hope they don't listen to this. They're going to kick my ass. Uh, but dude, they're just, uh, always have a great idea. Always have a great idea. So love being around those guys. I, I don't, I think they should be working as agents for somebody now. I, I really think highly of those dudes. Yeah. Great guys. I remember bumping into uh, both of them at the first Adrenaline Unleashed show back in 2005 and had a pretty cool conversation with them out in the parking lot. Good guys. Um, how about the 
the original Mr. Wonderful, Rock Riddle? Uh, I uh, I like rock. Uh, you know, sometimes in life you, you need that, that pat on the back or a little kick in the ass, and uh, Rock's been there for both those things. I really appreciate his wife, Bobby, as well, uh, someone that, uh, you know, that believed in me, and I appreciate that. Uh, Jesse Hernandez. Uh, I met Jesse at the original School of Hard Knocks in the tiny building uh, because when I first uh, started thinking I was going to get into wrestling training, I took myself on recruiting trips like a, like a college football player and went to go see all these different training schools, at least a few, uh, and because uh, I didn't know how it was going to be. So like I just remember driving out there and, and meeting him the first time and a couple other people. Uh, I do remember some dude named Jokey ran out in the parking lot when I was leaving and, and really encouraged me to give it a shot. Uh, so I liked I, I I've told that story to Jesse. I remember that. I like Jesse. Jesse's a good guy. Um, definitely a good guy, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of memories working for Jesse. Really, really good memories. Um, Scott Steiner. Uh, Big Papa Peasy. Uh, dude, that guy is an amazing athlete. Uh, Scotty Steiner, you know, the innovator. I, I don't I don't think uh, there was probably – I don't think there was a more impactful athlete, uh, at least as a heavyweight, uh, during the 90s. Uh, again, people like to say, well, he was doing – things that no one else had ever done. And I don't know about that, but I do, I do. You, if you've seen that video of him breaking out the 450 in like 1992 or something or 1990, you know, as you know, he had to be at least 220 pounds, you know, Jack, uh, Scott, Scott Steiner is amazing. Uh, and, uh, I think a good example of, of, uh, of, uh, evolving, you know, he, he definitely had to change a little bit and, uh, became a bit more of an entertainer uh but uh popular nonetheless i think people people love scott steiner i like scott steiner uh brock lesnar uh the realest thing in the business today uh the most believable thing in the business today because of it uh and brock lesnar is at his best when he's having fun ray mysterio uh, you know, San Diego dude, um, original, elegant. If we're doing word association, just uh, people talk about the way people move, and I just he has always moved in a very cool way. You know, he, it's a lot of perfect camera stuff, man. Like you know, the splashes and the six one nine. It's just very, very picturesque. I like I like the word elegant. Uh, Tony Khan. Uh, glad that he likes wrestling. Uh, glad that, uh, you know, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be Snyder or anything, but I, like, it's, it's good that he obviously has the financial backing to stay in it. Uh, because when you have the financial backing to stay in it, you can make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, you learn, you get better. So, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like, if he didn't have that, then mistakes can be fatal. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he could lose all the TV and get, more TV or buy his own TV, you know, tomorrow. So that those are all good things for wrestling. 
So yay, Tony Khan. And the final name, Vince McMahon. Uh, I think, uh, I think probably North American wrestling is not the same without Vince McMahon. Um, I think, I think wrestling would eventually become a national thing one way or another, at least like a larger national promotion would have a grander share of the television, uh, whether or not there'd be multiple national companies, I don't know, but I think he's definitely responsible for all that. Um, it's still interesting to me that um, he's this, you know, famous dude who's like a billionaire, but a lot of people still don't know who he is. And that's kind of odd to me. Uh, <laughs> but it's just always proof that, you know, wrestling is very, it's an insular world um, and one that he definitely had a hand in creating. So uh, I think, I think uh, Vince is, I think the word that you can most associate with Vince is probably indelible. All righty. Fair enough. Um, Anthony Idol, before we head out, uh, do you have any plugs, upcoming appearances, shout outs, advice? Uh, I'm always, I'm always on the move. <laughs> I'll be in uh, San Bernardino this coming Saturday. I'll be in Vista the Saturday after that. And probably somewhere else after that, after that, uh, you can always check out my, my happenings, my whereabouts, my upcoming dates on my Twitter at Anthony Idol. Uh, you can see all my cool promos and still photos on Instagram at Anthony Idol. Uh, you can reach out to me on the messenger on Facebook. Don't send me a friend request uh, at Anthony Idol. Dude, get the one where I'm posing, not the blank one that people like to tag where I didn't know how to make a Facebook page and apparently some blank Anthony Idol page still exists and still gets tagged. <laughs> so fun to get those mentions. No idea. Um, I do also have a fan page, but people probably tag that. Anyway, like I said, don't send me a friend request, but if you do want to talk to me on the Facebook messenger, that's fine. I'm, I'm down to talk with you. Uh, but yeah, that's what's going on. I got the pro wrestling tees shirt. That's pro wrestling tees slash neon phenomenon, or just search Anthony idol on pro wrestling tees. I think I have six designs up there, including Pekasaurus Rex, the pool party world tour t-shirt with the flexing dinosaur who looks very similar to yours truly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's one of my favorite designs too. I love TNC surf, man. And so that was, that was kind of the inspiration for it. That's a great callback right there, man. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's all the plugs. I don't know. I should probably, I should probably do a podcast, you know, cause people need one more of those about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any shout outs advice for anybody out there? Drink your water, wear your sunscreen. I don't drink enough water, so it's a little bit of me preaching to myself. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably it, man. I'm not I'm not big on advice, although I give a lot of unsolicited advice, but I like to call it ideas or caring. Or, yeah. No, you give great advice. I, a few years back, I had some problems. I remember you and I set some time aside before one of the shows we were working. And you gave me some really good sound advice and helped me out through a funk that I was in. And to this day, I still appreciate that. And thank you again for that. No worries, man. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Anthony Idol, the incredible Anthony Idol. And uh, I would like to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the Ring Soups podcast. And would love to have you on again down the road. My pleasure, man. I'm going to do some grocery shopping, get tanned, get jacked, get ready to defend. 
the EWF Championship this Saturday. Once again, reach out to me on Twitter, on the Instagram, all at Anthony Idol. Thank you so much, Wade. Really enjoyed being on the show. Dude, take care.